toasties. I'm Messy, here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. And welcome to our dose of shenanigans. We were having some shenanigans. Yes, we were. <laughs> Again, for the millionth time, technical difficulty shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Always those little gremlins in the wires. Bastards. <laughs> How rude. So rude. What you got over there? Um, it looks it's, like it's it, mostly melted ice now, say, but it looks, it looks like piss. Yeah, <laughs> it was um some red stag whiskey and some Sprite, and your man smoked it for me, and it was really good. It had this like vanilla, like deep flavor. The smoking of it does bring out the vanilla in the whiskey. Yeah, it definitely does. He did the he smoked his. And it tasted very, it had a, a really vanilla aftertaste. It was really good. And his was a honey whiskey. Oh, I saw, it's probably better than mine. It so. was, I want, I want to try it on yours when you don't mix it with the, with the Just want to drink my straight red Just, stag. Oh, I only can drink the red stag straight. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my gosh. But I still have to drive home. So. Yeah. And you have to be responsible toasties. If yes. you are going to drink and drive, you be responsible. Yes. So she did mix it so that it's mainly Sprite. Mostly. And, and and a little Johnsy drink. No, no, she normally doesn't. If she does mix it, the the soda's there for color. Yeah, it's like if a that. splash of flavor. If it's the enhance the natural flavors. What you got though? This dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it's a it's a limoncello inspired mead, and it is called this dick. And Matt had a great time with that one. Um. Kept going around, you want to try this dick? <laughs> yeah, I know. He came up to me. He's like, did you try this dick? And I was like, what? Yeah. But I mixed it with Sprite. Actually, it tastes like a lemon Jolly Rancher. It's actually not bad. Huh. Hold on. Do you guys like that ice sound? ASMR. <laughs> yep. Nope. Tastes like a cleaning product. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad. So I have very mixed emotions about drinking this one straight. I normally don't ever have to add anything to his meads whatsoever. If I don't like them, I just don't drink them. The, this one is too strong for me on its own. You know what would be good with? Hmm. Some brisk fucking tea. Because it kind of tastes like gin. Yeah. If you got some brisk tea and added it with it. I It'll think bring it'll the be, lemon out yeah, of the tea. Yeah, it'd be really smooth. Ooh, you should try that. You should next try time. that next. Yeah, I will. I'll go get a. I'll go get. A, I like brisk. I actually enjoy brisk when it's icy, icy cold, like almost frozen cold. My ex-in-laws, that's all they drank was brisk, and that's how I know about the like gin and brisk. You put gin with brisk because I'm not a gin girl, but if Who you does? give me a gin and brisk, I will drink that all night long. That's a weird gin and juice combo. It's delicious. I I don't know anybody who does it that way. Who well, puts it's fucking delicious. Gin in their brisk. <laughs> I'm wheezing. <laughs> That's weird. I came. I had weird in laws, ex in laws, whatever you want to call them. Anyways, yeah, whatever you. Sure, we'll use the word weird. Yeah. We'll go with that. Moving on. Yeah. Let's move on from that topic, please. Let's go into something really cool and fun to say. We have a huge shout out to give to mm-hmm. our, uh, our toasty April, who started her morning off with us Woo-hoo! listening to the Gilgo 4 episode. So thank you, April. That's awesome. We yeah, love- fucking love that. 
fucking love that. And we love that you're starting your day off with us and that you're enjoying our show. And let us know in a review how you feel about us, what what you like about us. We want to know what you like. We want to know what you might not like as well. So please share that with us. And thank you to my sister-in-law, Mariah, because she's the one, obviously, who showed it to her. And they were actually, like, enjoying an episode during a service. <laughs> my sister-in-law is an esthetician, guys, in the Racine, Wisconsin area. So if you are in that area, actually, I'm going to quickly... Like I should have had this pulled up. I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop completely where she is. Worked. Yeah, go give her a visit. Go give her a visit, guys. She she um she would love to work on your skin and make you looking beautiful and all that fun stuff. Hold on, I'm gonna see if I can try to find where it is that she's working again. Oh, here it is. The Cutting Edge. I knew that. Gosh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Cutting Edge Salon and Spa. She's an esthetician there, guys. She can do all your waxing needs, your makeup needs, and beautiful skincare needs. So go see her. Have her wash your face for you because I don't know if anybody has had a facial. Have you ever had a You wouldn't like a facial. Why am I No, I don't like people touching my face. I was going to say you don't want people touching you. I love facials. I thought that they were the weirdest fucking thing in the world. The idea of somebody washing your face for you. I'm like, how could that be fucking relaxing? That sounds stupid. And then I had a facial for the first time. I'm like, oh. Oh, this is nice. I like it. I personally enjoy it. Yeah, no, don't touch me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't fucking touch me. Touch. You're different. Touch. I know. I could touch her all I want. Anybody else, don't fucking touch me. No, she's not a pedicures, massage, and facial kind no, of girl. Don't fucking touch me. Touch. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about today? We are talking about a very... So today's going to be a short episode for you guys. It's not going to be super crazy informative. We've been been throwing some doozy big ones at you. And I just wanted to kind of get this story out there in the hopes that maybe it'll even help the family out. Because in earlier in this month, well, it's March. If you're listening to this, it's March now. But in February, earlier in February, there was a boy by the name of Johnny Roop or John Roop. He is um, from Virginia. He goes to Virginia Tech and he went missing. And the story, there's not much details to the story. And that's what's weird about the story is the lack of. And that's why I'm hoping that this can be helpful for this family because Mm -hmm. of the lack of details. Now, he went missing around like February 16th. The last time his parents heard from him was the 14th. His mom got a text message, a happy Valentine's Day text message, Mm -hmm. and um, saying, you know, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. And then on the 16th, they were supposed to have uh, an exam because he's a senior at Virginia Tech. He is going to school for finance. He wants to become a financial person when he's done. And he actually was... considered like a hardworking student he's got his head straight he graduated in three years instead of four because he's such a dedicated person okay he is a very well-to-do as he was described and that's what made this situation very odd to everybody he was not that person who was just kind of the loner the he'll disappear you know you have some of those friends that kind of just as they just are like here and there. No, he aimed to achieve. He was an ach- overachiever. Yes, that is exactly kind of how he was described. And um, that's what made this scenario really kind of weird. 
So he was with his friends, actually, the evening that he went missing. He was with friends. They were all going out. They went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And they were talking, and like I said, they were talking about that exam that they were supposed to do, and he was going to go, because it was obviously a virtual type of exam. So he wanted to go home for it. Okay, makes sense. He lived nearby. He lived in Arbington. Arbington? Okay. Is that sound right? Okay. And um, he never went home. He never made it, which is what caused an alarm, because his family knew he was coming. And he so, never, but like when he was saying it was friends, did we know it was like was it like a party or was it close friends? Like, it was close friends. Um, okay. One of his friends, and I found an interview that had more conversation with a uh, interview with one of his friends. But I, oddly enough, I cannot now find that interview. And I just searched and searched my phone. I thought I saved that interview conversation that his uh, buddy had. His friend was um, named I- Isaac Childress. Mm-hmm. And he is definitely concerned as well because he says this is completely out of John's character. It is not like him to do this. And it, he's actually the um, John's childhood friend because he and his uh, childhood friend actually went to Virginia Tech together. Okay. So he said that this would not be something typical of John's character. And he said, quote, John is not the kind of guy that just goes missing. Um, You have somebody you don't hear from in a couple of days, and that's just normal. Mm -hmm. Well, he says, and it's just the norm. Sorry, I'm quoting and paraphrasing at the same time. Um, He's like, they do their own thing, but Johnny, he is a family and friend-oriented man. Hmm. He's young. He's about 22, I believe it said. He is very tall. He's a six foot two. He weighs about, two, I think it's a 230. Sorry, he's a 20 year old. He's 20 year old. Okay. And so, yeah, if he's a senior already. Yeah, he graduated very quickly. Wow. Because he worked his butt off. He won. It's already not adding up. Exactly. And all, everybody who was with him before the day of his disappearance said the same thing that this is not he was not acting his normal self from the get-go mm-hmm. and he is this is just also not in his normal behavior but he was reported like I said February 16th missing when they were searching for him they weren't sure that which direction that he was going to and almost thought that maybe he was heading to Tennessee. But later, eventually, he was spotted in Missouri. He was spotted? Like, we have eyewitness testimony? There was a surveillance photo of him being seen in Missouri, in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. That is But act- is he, like, your average-looking dude? Um, I mean... I guess, yeah. Yeah, anybody could pass for him. Yeah. Well, they have video... They have video surveillance. His phone was eventually pinged uh-huh. at a certain point. Was it in Missouri? Yeah. What the fuck? Wait. No. Just kidding. It was not pinged in oh. Missouri. Maybe. Give me a sec. But um, we'll, I'll get back to that. But yes, he was spotted and someone identified him because at this point when he was spotted, he was already reported missing the sites. You know, the, the mm-hmm. stuff was all out about him being missing Mm -hmm. and someone recognized him and said something and when that happened he ran off Mm -hmm. 
but he was alone this whole time. Okay. Something doesn't seem quite right. No. I'm a little bit more interested in the childhood best friend. I don't know why. Like gut instinct just tells me. I'm I, sorry. I don't know. It wasn't just a childhood best friend that was with him that night before they left. Before he left. It was like a group of friends that were all out. They were at dinner. So it was a dinner. Mm-hmm. But they said that day a day or so before he did this, he was acting just very weird. Just kind of not his normal self. But nobody's going to just tell their parents, I'll be home this time. Especially someone who's even level-headed. Even though he's like the level-headed person, nobody's going to just... Do, mm-hmm. They're not going to tell their parents they're coming home and then not. No, they would at least message them and be like, hey, I changed my mind. Something. I'm not coming home. So because of that, like because of his character on its own, they don't feel they didn't. I should say they didn't because mm-hmm. I'll get into that later. They didn't feel that he was in any type of danger. Oh, yes, it was that they did spot him in Missouri. And that was on Wednesday, of, I think, of last week, this past Wednesday. That he was, he was there. And it appeared that he left on his own regards from Virginia heading to Missouri. And when he was spotted, he left on his, on his own. He is spotted in his car by himself. They have surveillance of his car leaving the place that he was spotted in. Mm. Okay. And they have pictures of it. You can see the license plate so they know it's his car. So according to um, his mom, Veronica, she said that her concern now is that there's something that they are just not aware of, that mentally he might have maybe snapped, which could be being that he is a 20-year-old who is about to graduate college at a time that kids are graduating at 22. He's graduating very early. He's supposed to graduate this this spring. Okay, so no, no. An overachiever... This. Does something for their ego. He wouldn't just up and disappear. Something no. else is going on in the background. No, they no. wouldn't do it just for his... Overachievers don't do things for just their ego. They do it too well, because yeah, for they, their own... To feed their own ego for themselves. Not, not always. Saying, There's also might be something more with expectations of the family. Well, that not too, Not putting yes. anything it on the family be. at the moment. This is just my opinion of just overachievers... I know some overachievers who have mm. a high, who do that because there's such an expectation, there's a level of anxiety that if they don't do above and beyond, they're a failure to their family and their yeah, family. Yeah, you're puts absolutely right. So it's not always an ego thing. But still, at the end of the day, I don't know. There's something else going on in the background that we don't know about. It's not, he just snapped because it was too much pressure. Well, that, that's He's what, used to the no. pressure, even if it was from family. No, that's and that's what the family said. It is like, is there something else that's going on that they're not aware of? Like, is there some sort of mental thing that they're unaware of or whatever that made him just snap and run away? They have no idea what. Mental? No, I don't think so. It's something, it had to be something he's trying to hide because he didn't tell his family. Well, all his mom wants is to locate him and make sure that he's okay. And his mom describes her son, again, as a self-motivated straight-A student and just, like I said, even-keeled. Um, he was he had a great temperament and is just passionate about Christian faith. Yeah, something's going on in the background. Mm-hmm. So he was yeah. supposed to complete college in three years and is looking to pursue the career in finance, financial planning is what his job, what he was looking to do. Okay, not a bad career field. And he grew up in, like I said, Ab- Abingdon. Abingdon. Abington, Ar- Virginia. Yeah. 
which is about 100 miles from Virginia Tech. Yeah, it's not far. And she said that her son would drive home and visit every few weekends. So he's close with the family. He's very close with his family. And that's why they said, like, this is just not normal. And she got that text message on Valentine's Day and that she had spoke with him the night of the 15th because they, oh, they were at a birthday dinner. That's what it was. It was a birthday dinner. Hmm. Now, some people said his his behavior was abnormal, right? Is what I told you? Yes. So, which means that's why I'm thinking, like, something else was going on. He was anxious about something, something he didn't tell anybody. But there were some people who said his behavior was completely normal the day before he left. So, depending on who he was comfortable around. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, it says that when he was at the birthday dinner, it was for his roommate. And with the roommate's parents, they said that he was normal. So, I'm not sure who said the abnormal thing. But some some said he was acting weird beforehand and some said he was acting normal. Roommate's parents doesn't really mean much. Like, no. they were not really going to fucking know him. But, like I said, that night, too, they were talking about their exam and he said he was going to pro- go home for it. Now, like, they said that he, they believed that he was on his own when he had left. He left on his own regard. And surveillance video shows him in the Christianburg area, which is Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. And he was at his apartment until about 3.30 p.m. Okay. And then it was noted that on Friday, Mm -hmm. his behavior was not consistent with his normal behaviors. Something happened. Something had to happen. And that, but they haven't at that point in the beginning, they don't know any other information other than he went to dinner with this roommate and the family. He was fine. And then all of a sudden he was not fine. On Wednesday afternoon is, is when he was eventually spotted in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And he was spotted by a staff member in a restaurant that he had stopped in. Hmm. So... Again, his mom says this just makes no sense to anyone and the measures that he's taking to just disappear like this. And again, she said that his their her concern is that he is a danger to himself. His so, mom said that? Yes. So the quote is, this is her words, quote, this, this is making no sense to no one. The measures that he's, you know, taken to just kind of seemingly disappear. Mm-hmm. Our concern at this point is whether he would be a danger to himself, end quote. Now, I don't know if he has history of this danger to himself type thing. Nowhere can I find anything about that. Like I said, there's a lot of missing pieces, a lot of missing pieces. But I want this getting out there for either John Roop. So if you happen to somehow stumble across this. Yeah, we'll have to put a photo of him on our social media. There will be photos. But John Roop, if you happen to somehow, for some odd godly reason, you fucking listen to Toasted Shenanigans, you come across this episode today. It's okay. Whatever it is, it's going to be okay. And whatever it is, we are here for you. Yeah. But Roop drives a black 2018 Toyota Camry. He has a sticker on it uh, for Virginia Tech fla- of a Virginia Tech flag on the back window. And his license plate number is TXW6643. And this is where things get real weird. Because like I said, he was spotted in Poplar Mm. Bluff, Missouri. Yeah. He eventually was contacted by police. The police did eventually get in touch with John. Now, this again is the weird thing is the police have contacted John. They had claimed that he was very cooperative and answered all their questions. And now his case is closed. He's no longer considered missing. 
However, John has yet to contact his family to let him let them know he's okay. That's what I'm about to say. How did they contact him? Was it in person or was it just by phone? Because if it's just by phone, you can't prove shit. It doesn't say. So I'm assuming then it's just by phone. I think it was by phone. But how? How? I want to know how you got in contact with him through phone. Please. Because somebody, it would have to be somebody he knows to have his phone and his vehicle mm-hmm. be identified in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And then just to reach out to the cops and be like, hey, I'm okay, but not reach out to your parents. Because ultimately your parents are going to know it's not fucking you. Right. So, but that, that that also pissed me off that the cops would just dismiss it like that. But that's our system, as we've exposed it many times before, which also fucking infuriates me. But I'll let you keep going. Mm-hmm. So his surveillance footage was in the mall in Christianburg. That mm-hmm. is where his phone was pinged Friday afternoon. After that, they couldn't trace his phone. So he had to have shut it off. That's the, that's the thing as well. Right. Uh, he was also, I think, spotted in a bank to get cash so that he couldn't be traced any other way with that regard. And investigators, like I said, again, they believe that he is all on his own. And though they don't think he's in any danger, again, his loved ones are the ones who are saying this isn't normal. So I think it's the family that's saying something's not normal, whereas everybody else that was around him that day said he was acting fine. And again, his mom says a lot of people can put on a smiling face even when they're not smiling on the inside. So I don't want people to be fooled by that. She said, quote, this is just totally out of character. Anybody that knows Johnny would tell you that there's definitely something wrong. I don't know what it is. End quote. So I think mom knows there is a mental health problem possibly brewing for John. But I don't know. I mean, it kind of seems like an and like... By chance, if it is him, it does kind of sound like it. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's, like, schizophrenia of some sort. Because, like, again, like it, it kind of sounds like kind of what my mom put us through. But in the same breath, he's still responsible to answer the police department, but not his own family, which doesn't make sense. Right. And that's where I was stuck at is the fact that the family still has yet to hear from him, but the police did. And because the police heard from him, they closed the case. Yeah, because my mom, when she would go missing at a time, you know, she'd reach out to family, but not the police. Mm -hmm. But it could just be my story is different. But in most cases, schizophrenia, they feel like the law or the government's acting after them. It's not most of the time. It's not the people around them. Correct. They even got a criminal uh, crim- criminologist mm-hmm. involved as well in the situation. And actually, there was criminal criminologist and former police officer, Dr. Todd Burke. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that name, Burke, I'm like, mm But he had said, quote, if they felt like, well, we have this under control, we know where this person is, we know why this person left, there is no need for the public's help in this said Burke, and they probably won't ask. And this has to do with the unusual circumstances that are going on. So I'm not sure exactly if he is involved now or later. Um, But Burke also did say, quote, you want to find out as much about the individual as possible because when you're talking about victimology, it's the study of victims. It's not just how they become a victim, but what were their daily routines, end quote. Well, yeah. 
So it does say that if you see Johnny or his vehicle, please say to contact your local police department. This um, information, too, though, was on February 21st. He was found supposedly, I think, on the 26th. He was contacted by police on the 26th. Um, But like I said, the weird part is the fact that if he is a family, known to be a family man, known to be very in with his family, loving his family, his phone pinged, by the way, at 426 p.m. near that shopping mall, which is about two miles um, south of his apartment. And that was when he was supposedly traveling home, which he should have been at his home by 5 p.m. that evening, but never showed up. And that's when they thought maybe he was headed towards Tennessee. Yes, it's more so seems like we're missing a huge chunk of the story. I don't necessarily feel like he has a mental health condition. No, I don't. I don't know. My problem is that I'm having is, like I said, if he is the family guy, he loves his family. He loves his friends. He's this kind of be protecting them. Well, that's the thing here now. I, of course, I was digging and digging and digging because I didn't want to talk about this if eventually he did find his family, like, or talk to his family. I still cannot find any information stating if he did speak to his family. I even tried to see if, like, on Facebook somebody said, like, oh, my gosh, that's my family member. And while I stumbled across a post on Reddit Mm -hmm. about the situation, and someone on there said, that's my cousin, And we still haven't heard from him. That's the only bit of information from the family that I saw on Reddit. And as I was scrolling through more of the the comments, someone brought up a very, very current problem I'm hearing of more and more these days of extortion that mainly boys are dealing with. And if you guys haven't heard about this situation, it's very terrifying. It's very sad. And unfortunately has been resulting in a lot of deaths in boys. And I'm going to use the word boys. He may be 20, but if he is a victim to this situation, then he's a boy, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that an adult, though can also become victim to this situation, would have a little bit more of an even head to think about how to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Now, this situation is very scary. It's very sad. It's very upsetting. And it is happening to them on dating apps. And the main stories that I'm hearing actually these on are happening on Snapchat. Fucking Snapchat. I hate that. I'm sorry if you are a parent listening to this and you have a young child on fucking Snapchat. Get them the fuck off of that now. That is not the safest social media tool to let your child be on. It is actually the most dangerous Mm -hmm. tool for them to be on. Just because it deletes things right away does not make it safer. Actually, that is, to me, that is the most dangerous component to Snapchat. Because for one, it actually never does delete. It deletes off your feed, but it is still there. Yeah. It never gets deleted. It will never be deleted. Once it's on the internet and social media is the internet, guys, even though it's its own little button, it's still the internet. Once it's on the web, it's there for a life. And what is happening and I've heard of quite a few stories, is all of a sudden somebody poses as a person that's either interested in the boy or they know the boy personally mm-hmm. in either school or some sort of situation like that. 
and they act like they like them. They really are hitting it off. The conversation's getting really cute, almost a little sexual, which with young boys, how cool is that? Girl says that she's going to flip a titty and a pig. Yeah. They're pretty stoked. But they, the girl wants a, a sexual picture of the boy first. And then they use it to their benefit. And once they get that picture, they say, all right, I got this picture. If you don't give me X amount of dollars, I'm going to send this to every single person on your phone list because I also now have your contact list. I was hacking you this whole time. And Mm. if the boy can't give them the money, they threaten that they're going to send it not only then to your entire contacts, they threaten that they're going to send it to schools. They threaten they're going to send it to your principals. They're and then they threaten a bunch of other things. Which would ruin tr- his career. Trying to get your money. And if you still can't pay, I've heard of some of the stories that says, well, if you can't pay me, the only way I won't send it then is you got to go kill yourself. And I've heard of two stories, and that's two too fucking many, where these boys died. Because that's exactly mm. what they did. One story was of a, a father who was telling his story of his son who... He was playing video games with his friends, started talking to this girl randomly. So he got off the game to play from his friends. He left his friends, mm-hmm. which everybody says isn't normal to continue to talk to this girl because he thought it was a girl at school that he liked. And he said that all he heard was the sound. He knew what sound he heard. He knew the smell he heard, but he didn't want to believe what he was seeing when he walked into his bathroom. Mm. And there was another story of a mom sharing her son's story and he left he disappeared they did eventually find him he didn't leave too far he was still very young but it was his girlfriend who's like please check his phone i think this might have been he might have been a victim to this situation so these kids are some some kids are aware of it both these parents are trying to share their story to raise awareness to let people know that this is happening to boys because, you know, you all want to be scared about what's happening to your little girls. Nothing worrying about what's happening to your, to your boys. Which is... Yeah. You got to watch both your kids. Yeah. Now, I'm a firm believer. Your children don't fucking belong in any form of such social media. I don't care if they're 13, 14, 15, hell, even 16, maybe even 17. I'm still like, mm-mm. The internet's me- not meant for children. Not one bit. Mm-mm. It's not meant for children. Social media is not meant for children. If you can't let them smoke a cigarette till they're 21, they shouldn't be on fucking social media till they're 18. Exactly. I'm a a 110% firm believer on that. My daughter does not have social media. She is the only kid in her friend group who does not have social media. And guess what? She doesn't even care. Good. She does not care. You know what she tells me when she comes home? She's like, Mom, you should really see them. Like, when they're all on their phones just staring at TikTok. They, she's like, they look like zombies, Mom. She had two yeah. girls at, at our house. And all of a sudden, she, they're her friends. Mm-hmm. And they're all upstairs in her room. And next thing you know, she's coming downstairs. And she's sitting on the couch with us. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, your friends are upstairs. She's like, they're just on TikTok. I'm bored. Mm. She didn't want to do that. She wanted to talk. She wanted to have conversation. She wanted to... She wanted to be a human. Yes. You wonder why everybody's attention span is so fucking short? For one, it starts actually with kids' shows. If you watch kids' cartoons, that's... Hey, I love my Rugrats. Rugrats isn't the same as what cartoons are today. (laughs) You know what's actually really crazy is, total side note with Rugrats, is I realized how much my attention span has gotten shorter because I was watching Rugrats and got bored. Really? Yeah. Because it's on Netflix. 
And my kids love that show. They fucking watch. They binge that shit. But I watched it one day and I'm like, this is, I used to enjoy this as a kid. I still enjoy it. Ain't no shame in my game. Don't get me wrong, actually, because my kids have been binging it. I've been back into it like, yeah, this is great. But when I first started watching it, because my attention span has gotten shortened because of social media and because of everything else, Mm -hmm. like TikTok. Oh, I don't go on TikTok. I can't fucking stand TikTok, even though we have one. (laughs) (laughs) Although they're pissing us off. Um, But like. I literally at first was like, this is the most boring 30 minute. It actually is like 20 minute episodes. Yes, usually like 20 minutes. But I was like, this is the most boring 20 minute episode in my life. And then I started watching it more and more and more. And I'm like, oh, I do like this. That's right. It took me a moment, though, to like make my brain actually slow down to fucking watch Rugrats and actually enjoy it. Probably why so many people in this world have so much goddamn anxiety because their brains won't fucking slow the fuck down. Exactly. Exactly. Put the phones down. You know, go do something you love. Go do something you like. How about get outside in the yard? Yeah. Get some vitamin D. We were just talking about that. Yeah. The sun won't kill you. I promise. No. But guys, I mean, I'm not gonna be here to parent shame anybody. So if you guys are a parent and you're watching or listening to this, not watching, but if you're listening to it, like, and your kid is on social media, just really, really, really fucking please be mindful of what they're doing. You are their parent. Or take it away. Why do they need to have it? I was just Why? I will parent shame the fuck out of you. Why do they need to have it? Give me one good reason. Oh, so they don't get bullied at school? No, they don't. So they're part of the popular? I don't know. You can't give me one good fucking reason. You don't have a good reason. Take it the fuck away. It doesn't matter. It will help them out in the long run. You are damaging their whole fucking social life just by letting them have it. I have my, I have my, I get asked a lot by clients and stuff like that. They're like, oh, you have a teenager. Like, what does she love to do? Like social media, TikTok. I'm like, she doesn't have that. My, my daughter's a grandma. She loves to just sit in her room and, like, crochet or she'll sit on the couch and crochet and watch Rugrats. <laughs> like, she that's, – that's her hobby. She crochets the fuck out of everything, guys. She's literally making a whole thing. Etsy store coming yeah, she's, soon. she's fucking crafty as shit, and she has more skills than people my age. And that's what I'm fucking saying. Put the goddamn phones down. It's not that hard. Take it out of your teen's hand. Take it out of your fucking 10-year-old's hand. Well, here's the thing. I tell people – she doesn't have social media. She's not allowed it. You know what I get as a response? I wish I could have done that. Keyword in on could. I wish I could have done that with my kids. I looked at that. I look at them like you could have. You're the parent. No, you just didn't want to listen to the whining and the bitching and the hissy fit. Instead of punishing them and doing, you know, telling them to shut the fuck up. To go do what they told you to do. Well, ha- you put a you put the phone in their hands and just give them the easy answer because you don't want to deal with the hard answer. Well, you have recently brought up that on um, the people night fam because mm-hmm. they gave you a good insight on. Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? We did that where her case Kathy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I was like Nicole Perry. No, Shannon. No, <laughs> I had to go through, <laughs> go through the list. Go through. I had to go through the list. Night fam though, he just did a whole episode on little five-year-olds in tablets and no lo- mm-hmm. there's one kid who was like i he was like bitch i wish you would take this away he had to been five and the mom's just recording it no. this kid talking to her like that i'm not okay with that no but watch your kids what they're doing on the internet 
I'm not gonna lie. I was a, I was a teenager on the internet, and I was doing some stupid shit. Me too, and but, that's why I'm telling you. But guess, do you know how hard it was to track a dial-up computer versus your cell phone? Yeah, the, the, the devices are getting smarter. The people are getting smarter. Who's not getting smarter is the motherfucking parents and the children. So take the goddamn apps away. It's not necessary. No, it's Your not. kid will still live a happy life. Will you listen to a lot of whining and bitching? Absolutely. But step up and be the parent that you're supposed to be. Keep your kids safe. John, if you're listening, like I said, for some crazy reason, contact your parents. Tell them you're okay. Because trust me, you're okay. Own up to the dick pic. Nobody fucking cares. If that's what it is, I'm not making any assumptions. I'm just saying if it is, I feel like there's a big piece missing. There's a huge piece. I just found it. I just wanted to talk about it today because I just thought it was really crazy how how the story went. He went missing. His family's like, yeah, this, this ain't like him. He says he's coming. He's coming. He always shows up when he says he's going to show up. His friends that were with him that evening said, yeah, he was totally fine that night. The parents are like, him being gone is not normal. Um, even his other friends are like, no, he's a family man. He's a friend man. Like, this is, that's, he's likes these things. And now he's just gone. And the fact that the, like I said, the, the part that really stood out to me the most was the fact that his, the police said they spoke with him. So the case is closed. He's not missing. But technically he is still. Just because the police spoke with him, the parents still don't know nothing. His mom is in Poplar Bluff. She left. She is in Poplar Bluff last I saw. She's like, I'm here. Just something. Please tell me something. Yeah, something doesn't sound right. She is in Poplar Bluff looking for him because that's where she told that he was at. I truly don't believe in it's like an extortion issue like you brought up, but I'm glad you brought it up because it is something that needs oh, parents to be need addressed. To be, yes, parents need to know about this. And, and I want to spread the word for yes. those parents who were, their children were victims of it. Yeah, and it's becoming more so popular every single day. Yeah. And it's a big issue also still. It's connected with sex trafficking. Yes. Like, you guys want to stop this? Take the devices out of the hands. Yeah, it's not making it easy but to be found. I honestly think there's there's something else more there. And I think we're just missing a huge backstory to it. And I, I don't feel like it's mental health. I feel like it could be some other things, but I'm not going to make any accusations on the family's behalf. No, I wouldn't either. And my worry and concern now, though, is because the police closed it, we won't hear any more on it. So, Toasties, if you're also listening, reach out to us if you do have any information about it so that we can air clear out that air and let people know how John is doing. My concern is John. Yeah, and if if not, if you don't want to reach out to us, at least reach out to that police department. Blow their fucking shit up. We want to know. We want to know if John's okay. I the- Eventually, they will get sick and tired of it. If it becomes too much of a media thing, they will respond. Yes. And they I, have to. I just, I don't think that that case should be closed until the parents get to hear from him. No. I understand that he's 20. I get that he's an adult. Yes. However, being a mom myself, and that's where this case hit me hard, being a mom myself, if my kid was missing and the police were like, well, we talked to him. He sounded okay. He was real cooperative. So tough luck. But talking to him doesn't mean shit. No. Who, you actually know what the thing that comes to my mind? That movie with Angelina Jolie, The Changeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, things didn't add up in the story and... I'm like I said because they closed it. I'm afraid we won't hear more. So, whoever has any more information, if you guys happen to see John 
and he reach out to somebody and tell them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like he's a flighter because that one person did spot him in a restaurant and identified him and he fled. He quickly ran away. In according to the that witness, he left. Mm. I don't know. So something's not adding up. I'm concerned for his safety. I'm concerned for his family. His dad, his parents aren't together. His parents are separated. His dad, though, is saying, you know, thank you to everybody for all your effort and your help. Um, Mom's like, she's searching. She found out he was spotted in Poplar Bluff. That's where the police talked to him. So she got up. She left. Oh, yeah. She's a mama bear. She's going to go she's, And she's screaming from the rooftops his name. She's she's dead. I'm in Poplar Bluff. Please just tell me you're okay. This doesn't make fucking sense. There's, some, there's something else there that we're not being told. No. And I feel like he's trying to protect his family from it. Maybe. But. but I feel like at that point, too, even if he was trying to protect his family from something, I don't know. And that also just goes to the thing, though, guys, is like, this is how important it is to always keep that communication door open for your mm-hmm. kids, no matter what. I don't know if he was a good communicator with his folks. Same with those boys that of the extortion. It's called sextortion, by the way, too. That's the term that they use, oh. sextortion. Um. I don't know if those families, if their sons had a good line of communication with their family. I would like to hope and think and pray that there's communication. I, I've never been in a situation where I, where these people, I mean, the amount of money they're asking for them not to leak these photos is astronomical. It's money that people don't have. So they're looking to harm these people in this physical form. I mean, it's it's sad, and it's sad for the people that think that, like, these photos are going to hurt them so much. And it's also sad that they, they took these photos to begin with and not knowing the oh, yeah. repercussions. Nobody wants dick pics. Don't send them, guys. I don't even care if they asked for it. Don't send it. Unless you very, very much know the person, like you're in a relationship with them. But if you don't know them, don't send them. It's just, it's ridiculous what this has gotten to, and it's just better off just to... Not do it on the internet. Toasties, social media sucks. We suck at being on social media, and this is why. Yeah, we don't like social media. This is why we have such a poor social media presence. We got to hire somebody for that. <laughs> but we don't make money for what we're doing right now, unless you guys want to send us some dollars. <laughs> if you can, visit Toasted Shenanigans Podcast. Oh, no, it's just toastedshenanigans.com. You can uh, hit the donate button. Or just leave a review. We'll be extremely happy. Yeah, we want reviews, please. Yes, please and thank you. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> leave me a fucking review. Or a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, the reviews will be very helpful. But like I said, if you guys have any information on John Roop, or if you know for sure that the parents have been contacted, please let us know, because I would love to, I'd love to know that he's okay. That I just, I couldn't sleep well hearing all this i kept seeing his picture pop up on him missing and when i saw that he was still missing i'm like okay let's let's see what's going on and um i'm just worried to one day see the worst but let the family get that yeah help that help them out i hope that that that's why i want to talk about i want to help them this is to help them get mm-hmm. that word out just a little bit more but i hope that i hope that he's he's okay that is that is what we have today. Nice, sweet, yep. short, and to the point for you guys. We'll give you a little ear rest, brain yeah. rest, because we got some doozy stories coming your way here. Oh, we no, have you got to join us for our year anniversary next yeah, episode. Guys. Is it that? Is that? Oh yeah, that is. It's, be, yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. Yes, we're coming up on my, our year. 
We're fucking one whole fucking year. Stoked. stoked. So, yeah, we got our one-year episode coming up the next episode. And we're going to do a little, little birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. So we will be on the social media <laughs> to tell you guys details on that. And maybe even give you a little bit more details on it at the next episode so you guys are a little bit more prepared. But, yeah, come join us to the Toasted Shenanigans birthday party. Yep. Because we're going to have one. Yep. Um, maybe not the day of our actual birthday, but we will have a birthday party. We're going to get a cake. We're going to make a fucking red velvet cake. Oh, I'm excited now about this. <laughs> totally just changed the mood of the story. We're ending on a high note, y'all. Yep. Oh, gosh, I just said y'all. <laughs> I don't ever fucking say y'all, guys. <laughs> one of us. No. One of us. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Wisconsinite for life. Oh, no. No, I'm not a Wisconsinite for life. I'm just going to forever have that accent, though, especially when I go home. Unless you keep saying y'all enough. <laughs> no, but you, they say y'all up there all the time. It's fucking weird. I hate it. I can't stand the word y'all. It is such improper grammar, you guys. Y'all. <laughs> all right. But she loves it when I say it. <laughs> I actually do. I fucking love when she's like, Hey, y'all. It's so cute. <laughs> I love it. But leave us a review. I'm just going to say that. Find yeah. find whatever form you want to get the review in. Well, I We contradict. We'll appreciate it no matter where you put it. We we contradict ourselves so much on how much we're like, go follow us on all our social medias. But There's the too same, many to name. In the sa- but in the same breath, we're like, go follow us on social medias. And then we, follow, we also say, fuck social media. Maybe we should get a P.O. box. You guys can start mailing us stuff. <laughs> Actually, I would love that. I would love to do a listener stories for a uh, podcast episode. You know what, guys? Maybe for our one year, we will get a P.O. box. We'll we'll drop it with you all. Send us some some stories through snail mail. I love getting letters. I do too. So it feels so much better. Yeah. Okay. Come, right. Coming at you guys. We're gonna investigate a, a P.O. box for you all. all That's right. exciting. <laughs> Anniversary's coming up. It's going to be a doozy of a time. Bring your bevies. <laughs> Until next time, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.